Imagine being told that you need to get to your wedding and that's it. No time, no date, no location, just you need to get to your wedding. You'd kind of feel stuck, right? Surely there are people who know that information. You'd think it would be part and parcel with you need to get to your wedding. That's kind of how it feels when someone tells you you need to automate. What should you automate? How should you automate it? And how do you know if you can automate it? In today's solo episode, I'm going to continue a little series I'm calling The Automated Solopreneur, where I talk about how to determine what to automate. In the pro show, I'm going to talk about a recent automation failure and when you know or how you should know when to quit. And I'll talk about future plans for the pro membership. They're really excited. I'm still hashing them out. I will make them public soon. But if you want to get ad-free extended episodes of every episode, you can sign up for $5 a month over at howibuilt.it slash pro. It comes with those ad-free extended episodes. It also comes with uh, some special videos that are for members only and a Friday newsletter again for members only. So again, that link is howibuilt.it slash pro. But for now, let's get to the intro and then the episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome to How I Built It, the podcast where you get free coaching calls from successful creators. Each week, you get actionable advice on how you can build a better content business to increase revenue and establish yourself as an authority. I'm your host, Joe Casabona. Now let's get to it. All right. Now, there are a number of questions that you could ask yourself when you're trying to figure out what to automate. Those questions really quick, if you want to take a deeper dive, I'll link to the article or let me know and I can do an episode on that as well. But You should ask yourself if a person needs to do the task. Ask yourself if you personally need to do it. Look at tools to get some great ideas. We'll cover tools in another episode. But the two questions about asking yourself if a person needs to do it and then asking if you personally need to do it will really help you narrow those tasks down. So for example, um, Does a person need to upload my episodes to YouTube? The question is, or the answer to that question is no. My audio host, Transistor, will do that automatically for me. Uh, Now, do I, how about uploading this audio and preparing show notes for each episode? Uh, A person does need to do that because someone needs to write the description and gather the show notes, but I personally don't have to do that. And so my VA does that. So asking you those two questions uh, will invariably create a list of things for you that you don't need to do. But aside from that, uh, there are also categories of tasks to help you figure out if a task is worth automating. And so those categories of tasks are common, easily repeatable tasks, infrequent tasks that have a high level of effort, tasks that require specific timing, and tasks that you cannot forget about. Those four categories are where you should look to automate. So let's take those those categories 
one by one, starting with common, easily repeatable tasks. These are things that you do so often that it's worth your time for you to set up an automation so that you no longer have to do them manually. And this takes some discretion, right? Because if you have to do a task for the first time, it doesn't make sense to set out and automate it, right? You don't know how often you're going to do it. You don't know how long it actually takes you or if you're actually going to be able to automate it. So um, again, one example of this uh, common, easily repeatable task that I've decided not to automate yet that I'm going to talk about more in the pro show is uh, detecting churn for members, right? Because I use ConvertKit and they don't do that automatically. And so I need to ask myself, how often am I clearing the list of non-paying members? And is it worth spending that time to automate? But an example of something that is common and easily repeatable that you could automate is emailing your, emailing your newsletter subscribers when a new blog post or podcast episode is out. Most email services uh, or email service providers will connect to your RSS feed and send emails when a new item gets published. So you don't have to do that personally. Now, if you are doing a newsletter with curation, right, that's maybe something that you could automate, but the level of effort is higher for that. What is not higher, though, is automating the actual actual gathering of things, right? So maybe you use an app like Reader uh, or uh, Readwise, to gather notes, maybe you use Feedly or Feedbin uh, or Pocket, something like that, right? You're reading an article and you think this would be great for my newsletter. You can set up an automation using uh, shortcuts or Make or Zapier that you send the link, it grabs the important information and then puts it into, let's say, a Google Doc for you to then include in your newsletter. That way, you're at least not going to all these different sources and trying to remember what was that thing that I wanted to share with my newsletter? So the way I do that is with Craft, I, I have a Siri shortcut called Clip to Craft. And uh, I can activate it from the share sheet so that if I am reading something and I say Clip to Craft, it adds it to a, a note I have called Newsletter Digest. So that's common, easily repeatable tasks. Now, what you should do here is as you're doing something, think about how often you do it. And think about if it could be, uh, if it's not, if it's something that you don't have to do and if it's something that maybe a robot can do instead. The next category is infrequent but high level of effort. So conversely, if there's a task you don't do very frequently, but it takes a long time for you to set up, the automation is worth it because you save the time through context switching and having to relearn your process. Uh, a really good example of this for me is contract client work. I don't do too much of that anymore, but there's still a process for me where I send a contract for signing, then an invoice, then onboarding. It takes me more time to figure out the right process because it's something I only do every few months uh, than for me to actually execute the tasks, right? One of the things I have to do is remember which document signature service am I using now? I've tried so many from like Newsy to DocuSign to HelloSign, which is now Dropbox Sign, I think. And so I'm like, where do I have that contract? Um, I don't have an SOP for that, but certainly that's something that 
I could automate, right? Um, and to execute those tasks, again, it's shorter, though since these tasks also rely on client actions, it could take me time over several days. But if I have an automation that, let's say, kicks off when I send the contract, and then it picks back up again after the contract is signed to send the invoice, and then once the invoice is paid, um, maybe they get like an onboarding email. That is that would save me a ton of time, right? Because then I just send the contract, and automation handles most of the rest for a while. So that's infrequent, high level of effort. Again, what I, what I would recommend you do for this is if a task comes up where you find, where you think back and say, oh, I, I have to do this every six months, but it takes me so long, right? Maybe that's something worth automating, at least automating parts of it, right? Um, and the way that I, I guess I would recommend you see if you can automate it is write down, write, write out the SOP. What do you have to do? All right, I have to get my uh, insertion order template and upload it to DocuSign or HelloSign. Then I have to fill in the client information. Then I have to send it. When that comes back as signed, now I have to send the invoice. When the invoice gets paid, now I can add them to the podcast episodes or or do the kickoff email. So that is, again, infrequent, high-level of effort tasks. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander. Look, one of the best things you can do for yourself as a creator is become more efficient. And Text Expander is one of the best ways to do that. What could you do with more hours every month? Repetitive typing, little mistakes, searching for answers, they're all taking precious time away from you and your ability to create great content. With Text Expander, you can take that time back. I use Text Expander every single day for full emails that I send to sponsors and potential sponsors, affiliate links, common social media responses, and even podcast editing instructions for my team. On average, it saves me 34 hours per year just in typing. That doesn't include looking for resources or finding that one email I wrote that one time so I can reuse it. Here's how it works. Drop your commonly used content into a text expander snippet and give it an abbreviation. Then type that abbreviation and your content expands wherever you type. Text Expander is available everywhere from the PC to the Mac to Android and iOS. Show listeners can get 20% off. Just sign up at howibuilt.it slash text expander and become more efficient today. This episode is brought to you by LearnDash. Look, I've been making courses for a long time. I've taught at the college level and I've created curriculums for several different organizations, including Udemy, Sessions College, and LinkedIn Learning. When I create my own courses, there's no better option than LearnDash. LearnDash combines cutting-edge e-learning tools with WordPress. They're trusted to power learning programs for major universities, small to mid-sized companies, startups, and creators worldwide. What makes LearnDash so great is it was created by and is run by people who deeply understand online learning and adds features that are truly helpful for independent course creators. I love the user experience. And now you can import Vimeo and YouTube playlists and have a course created automatically in seconds. 
I trust LearnDash to run my courses and membership, and you should too. Learn more at howibuilt.it slash LearnDash. This episode is brought to you by Groundhog. Groundhog is an open source CRM and marketing automation suite for serious agencies, small businesses, content creators, e-commerce experts, and WordPress professionals. Groundhog allows you to create funnels, automate email and SMS communications, and manage your contacts from the comfort of your WordPress dashboard. Unlike other SaaS CRM platforms, Groundhog does not charge you a success tax. Groundhog charges a flat rate fee, regardless of the size of your list. Groundhog will never charge you more as your list grows. It also integrates with all of the top WordPress, e-commerce, LMS, and membership plugins to create a unified customer experience. Start now with a 14-day demo for $1. Go to howibuilt.it slash groundhog. That's howibuilt.it slash G-R-O-U-N-D-H-O-G-G. Or use the code HOWIBUILTIT for 20% off your first year of any plan. Thanks so much to Groundhog for sponsoring this episode of How I Built It. So the next category of automatable tasks is they require a a specific timing, right? Um, You can automate these tasks. uh, And you see this all the time when you purchase a digital product. Imagine paying $300 for a course and then having to wait to gain access to it uh, because the seller has to do it manually. Um, that's not the case, right? In most digital sales platforms now, once you pay, you get access. Or once you pay, you get emailed a download link. You get emailed account information. But this doesn't just have to be for digital products. Uh, Tweet Hunter. At least at the at the time of this recording, uh, has a tool where you can tell people to DM you for a free resource, and Tweet Hunter Tweet Hunter will handle the DMing. This is great for automation where you don't have to watch your social media DMs, right? But the important bit here is that the the DM gets sent automatically, but you continue the conversation manually, right? Uh, the same thing. Um, can happen if uh, someone on your mailing list, right? If you say like, hey, click here to get my brand new email course on automation. Uh, If someone clicks that link, I want them to get the first email nearly immediately. And so I'm going to have an automation set up in ConvertKit uh, that adds them to the sequence where they get the first email immediately. So you want to make sure you're hitting that instant gratification. And so if something requires specific timing where you can't be there all the time, Uh, then consider automating it. And finally, um, finally, you'll want to automate tasks you can't forget. I like to call these the automatic bill pay tasks. You definitely don't want to miss them, but maybe they don't happen very often. An example of this is my water bill. It happens quarterly. Um, I forgot to do it one time because I thought like my water bill and sewer bill come at the same time. And I paid one, but I didn't pay the other. And then uh, without warning, our water got shut off. And so after that, after, and after calling the city and yelling at them, um, I set up automatic bill pay. Uh, 
as it applies to my business, one of the tasks is uh, for me is to upload workshop recordings for members. So um, if I do a workshop, a live workshop for my members or a live webinar that is for members only, uh, I promise them immediate access once the workshop is done. So I have a simple automation to upload the recordings from my computer to Vimeo. What I could do to take this one step further is kick off an automation um, that emails them the video link once it's uploaded. I haven't gotten that far, but uh, they do have access to it once it's uploaded to Vimeo. So there it is, your four types of tasks you should automate. Common, easily repeatable tasks, infrequent tasks that have a high level of effort, tasks that require specific timing, and tasks that you cannot forget to do. Uh, a few. I'll just say like a few more examples. Again, um, send an email to your mailing list when a new episode of your podcast drops. Send an invoice when a, a client signs a contract. Uh, give users access to a private podcast when they become a member. That's a really important automation I have in Make. And upload videos from Dropbox to Vimeo is another. That's another good one that I have. Uh, four types of tasks. If you're doing things, I'll just and I'll I'll end on this right. If you are doing things like automatic bill pay, you are already automating. And so the next step is to look at some tasks. Uh, if you have a Mac, uh, I think Hazel is a really nice piece of software you should check out because one of the nice automations in Hazel is to look at your downloads folder and move files based on their file type or to clean up your desktop at the end of each day. Those are little automations that can make a big difference in your life. So there you have it. Uh, four categories, how to determine what to automate. Again, in the pro show, to get the rest of this episode, you can sign up over at howibuilt.it slash pro for just $5 a month. I'm going to be talking about uh, how to determine when you are automating too much and when to call it quits. But that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something.